no one was saying that was hampered. So it's only whether this term appears in this one particular place, but a place that people might encounter a term that they weren't talking about themselves. But does this mean that people weren't actually talking about Occupy Wall Street or Occupy Oakland all that much? Well, that's where it gets mysterious or, or fascinating for me. That term did seem to spike in terms of sheer volume, but didn't make it on the trends list. And that's where it starts to raise these questions about what trends is actually measuring. I think a lot of people are willing or encouraged to take it as a measure of sheer volume. If you talk more about a topic, then at some point it should trend. And what Twitter is measuring is actually different than that. They look at velocity. They look at whether a term has trended before. They look at whether the content of these tweets is mostly just retweets or whether it's lots of original content. And then the most interesting and the hardest one to get our heads around is that Twitter will look at whether a term is being used among an already densely connected set of users or whether the term is exceeding dense clusters of users. And things that exceed talk across different groups that should trend differently than something that's just being talked about by a set of people who are already connected, already following each other, even if they're tweeting a lot. How responsible are the big companies that run these social platforms? Are they aware of and tweaking their algorithms all the time in order to try to promote the fairest and broadest kind of public discourse? I've done some interviews with the, the people at some of these companies that are responsible for content policy, and I actually find that they're very thoughtful about these issues. I think they know what a complicated problem they have on their hands. Twitter made an announcement in 2010 that they were changing their trends algorithm, and they apologized to Justin Bieber because he had been <laughs> trending very high, and he was exactly the kind of topic they wanted to diminish a little bit. So they were certainly going in and saying, we don't want this tool to simply rehearse the same sort of pop culture phenomenon. I think the tricky thing is not, are, are they not thinking about their responsibility? Because they are. It's that they're thinking of their responsibility through the lens of sustaining their business, through the lens of keeping customers. These are not unreasonable things for them to care about, but that means that these interests are not always aligned. Certainly Twitter wants an association with democratic foment, right? I mean, it's it has benefited from that for the moment. And that doesn't mean that they're going to be thinking about how the way they design their algorithm makes decisions about what counts as important. That's a much harder thing to do. Are you suggesting that we think this isn't an editorial process, it's just mathematical, but that in fact, the mathematics have an editorial process built into them. They're created by humans for specific purposes. I mean, I think that's crucial, and I think it shows how limited our language is, right? To only think about the measurable and the editorial is going to leave no room for us to raise the questions you just raised, right? Who designs the criteria? What are the criteria? Why are those criteria there? Why does this matter? I mean, why do we care what ends up on Twitter's trends list? These are the spaces where public discourse happens now, among others, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. And we've always wanted to ask a question about the way that broadcasters or owners have a responsibility and also have an intervention into how that public conversation happens and gets portrayed back to us. And if the mechanism by which we talk to each other and specifically the mechanism by which we find out what other people are thinking and what seems to matter, if that's not just some simple calculation, but it's also editorial, it's a curation, 
There are things left out. There are things being measured that are oblique to us. That matters not just whether your topic gets talked about or whether your topic is visible to other people, but it matters in terms of what's the shape of a public discourse in this environment. So to draw an analogy, are you suggesting that maybe for social media platforms, we need something analogous to the fairness doctrine in broadcasting, the idea that you have to have a certain kind of editorial balance? I think it would be hard to bring in models that think about a central voice and honoring two sides, which is what Fairness Doctrine wanted to do. The space of topics and the space of interest is so complicated. I think what we're looking at now is whatever mechanism shows us back to us, we need to be smarter about what it's doing, first of all. But we could also call to say that more transparency about the criteria would be good. And maybe a third is a kind of thoughtfulness and diversity about what one shows.